1: hello and welcome to leading off with true blue la we have another uh, special edition uh with craig manami um uh craig how are you doing today
0: i am i'm doing well thanks thanks Sarah, for having me on again
1: Sure thing, uh, so yeah, Jacob uh, Birch is out sick uh, this week, so uh, we'll be back probably next week with a, a regular edition of our uh, The Lineup podcast, but we obviously can't go a week without questions from Craig, so let's just get right into it. Questions from Craig With Dean from Craig We love him Okay, so normally, uh, as you know, Jacob reads me the questions because you send them in when we're doing the podcast, and, but now that you're here, we have a very special uh, edition, and you are going to read me the questions from Craig, so I will cede the floor to you, sir.
0: Thanks, Eric. So, to the first two games, uh, and including uh, uh, in Colorado, Trey has played 125 games with the Dodgers. In that span of games, Turner has four double digit hitting streaks, totaling 82 of those games. Uh, and so today's request question is doing various Dodger hitting streaks since 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry, we quit the first one. Trey Turner has the third longest on base streak without uh, error aided when he did that for 39 games from last season through uh, April of this year. Can Eric name the five other Dodgers since 1990 who've gone on base 37 or more games in that span? in in the last 32 seasons
1: oh god okay um wow 37 so uh i'm i don't remember how the certain streak ended so just because i know he had a 30 game hitting streak i'm gonna say andre Ethier for one guess andre is the player at 37 games so yes okay um so and all right then i'll uh, Raphael Fercal?
0: Rafael Fercal uh, had a 30-game streak back in uh,
1: 2008. Not quite. Okay. Um, now, is it is it is, like – I don't remember hitting streaks, but did he walk enough? So, like, what about uh, Mike Piazza? Mike Piazza did not
0: uh, have a, a streak of at least 30 games in his time with the Dodgers.
1: I see. Um Sean Green.
0: Sean Green is top of the list
1: here. Fifty three games back in two thousand. Fifty-three. Wow. Uh and then because I, I think I omitted him on a couple things last week, um, i I'm gonna go back to the well with Gary Sheffield.
0: Gary Sheffield had had a thirty one game streak, so you Not, have yeah. one you have you have one
1: miss left. One strike left. Um just gonna go oh boy. Uh, let's go with Matt Kemp.
0: Matt Kemp is does not have a streak of thirty games. Ah, um, all right. The 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 other players you missed uh, are current uh, analyst Eric Carroll, had a forty-one wow. game streak. Uh, Wait, what year? Uh, oh. From the tail end of ninety-four to ninety-five. So this is, these yep. are these are streaks you carry over. Justin Turner.
1: Had another uh-huh. one
0: that's carried over from a end of twenty from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one of thirty nine games. Yeah, Jeff I remember Kent, that now. And Jeff Kent had a thirty eight game streak in two
1: thousand and seven. I I mean, it, I'm mad mostly about the, the Justin Turner one because I I like specifically remember that. I also am sort of not bothered by it, but like the streaks that go between seasons, right? I just wish they didn't exist because they're not as clean. <laughs> The, yeah, or at know. Least c- come with a non-playoff team <laughs> so it's
0: easier. Right. So, next question, uh there are five position players who struck out in 15 or more consecutive games since 1990, and I will no. note I did I did pull pitchers out because pitchers were on this list, but of course, you know, they of course, yeah. those they, they carry over, so I felt that so, I, I I did pull those guys out. So this is from 1990s or 15 or more games striking so, out. Before I answer, uh, I'll hit. Oh. I'll hit, I'll give a hit. Two players are on the current team.
1: Yeah. And yep. the rest played. Uh, 15 so, now. Uh, before I answer, I, w- I will give a uh, behind-the-curtain spoiler alert for next week's Dodgers Rewind. I won't say who it is, uh, but just know it is a pitcher. And this pitcher, uh, it, the wiki for him especially noted that he was he was known for his, like, lack of batting, or I forget how they worded it, but he hit something like oh eighty five in his career, and with a fifty five percent strikeout rate, which seemed outrageous to me. Like uh, I don't know how that holds up. I didn't. I didn't look um, to see how that how that ranked but, but man, that's a lot of strikeouts. But okay, so I, I think the 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 two, I <laughs> I almost want to say Chris Taylor this year. Chris
0: Taylor this year has a, has struck out 18 times, 18 straight games. Uh, yeah, it just, it, it he, he's, just he's he's on ended. pace for over 200 ended. strikeouts. Right, yeah. it just ended by like, kind from June 3rd to June 25th.
1: Yeah, he's he's been. Uh, so I I was looking at something. I don't know where he's at right now. Maybe maybe he he tailed off this pace, but still so like the Dodgers' record for strikeouts in a month is 40. Um, I think it was – he and Bellinger did it. And so, I'm, Well, my other guest is going to be Cody Bellinger for now.
0: Amazing so, Cody Bellinger. Well,
1: this is not on the list. Which he just up, which, goes in bunches but not streaks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's streaks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but back to Taylor for a second. So, I think the the worst strikeout rate for a Dodger in a month with like 75 plate appearances was Charles Johnson. And I forget which month in nineteen ninety eight, but it was like something like thirty seven percent. And Taylor's in that like thirty five, thirty six, or he he was over thirty seven as of like last week. But I think he's going to end June just below that. So uh, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, okay, so back to the strikeouts. Um, uh, let's go, um, Jock Peterson. Not Jock. Hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's one strike. Yeah, or no, two, right, because Bellinger. Um, oh, sorry, right, two Bellinger. Yeah, okay, so 15 or more games since 19. So you went back to 90. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Raul Mondesi?
0: No, not Raul Mondesi. The, the, the leader, top of the list with 22 straight games, albeit with just 28 strikeouts in those games, Marquise Grissom in 2001. Wow.
1: That's
0: shocking, yeah. And then Jason Worth did it 18 straight games in 2005. Uh, Hanley Ramirez, after his, the initial trade in 2012, did it for 17 straight games. And current Dodger Gavin Lutz, when he first came up, did it 15 straight games, uh, kind of from 2019 into 2020. Wow. Um. So – Brian Depp plays is some of you don't think people uh, players would do in consecutive games too many times, given their opportunities.
1: Two yeah. Dodgers,
0: since two Dodgers actually, in, uh three Dodgers in franchise history. But I am only asking you about two since 1990 have have gone two outs at one swing in four straight games. Um, so can you name these guys who these rally killers?
1: I I don't remember exactly what the, I'm not guessing him, but like the I just remember last year like Trey Turner. I think grounded into eighteen double plays, which was absolutely stunning. Like, like I don't even know how that happened. Like, it's obviously like you know he hit the ball hard right at somebody, but like, it's it's always you hear you know you don't think the speed guy is going to hit a double play, so that's shocking. But okay, so double play. So I I am gonna go here. Uh, let's go with Mike Piazza here, just just because.
0: No, but you're you're somewhat in the right error for one of these guys.
1: Yeah, so uh, the other is going back to, to the well of Eric Carros
0: Eric Karros is one of them. He did it, he did it in 1996.
1: Hmm. Um, Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian Gonzalez is the other
0: one. He did it in 2015, four straight games. Bonus points. Can you name the other Dodger
1: who did it? He did it in 1978. Okay, so this is probably... I'll, I'll go, Ron Say.
0: Now, Joe Ferguson.
1: Wow, Joe Ferguson,
0: nice. did. And actually, had you said it, it wouldn't be far off. Albert Pujols, in his short time, grounded into double plays in three straight games last uh, last year when he first came up, first joined the team in May of twenty twenty one. Wow. But uh, finally. And this may yep. be something. It's been a while wow. since uh, you wrote about one of these guys. Five oh, LA Dodgers okay. have hit a home run in five straight games yeah. since 1990, which is also the LA Dodger franchise record. So really, it's, it's, I, this could be LA franchise record uh, streak. Yeah. Who are
1: the Who are these five players who have hit five a home run in five straight games? Okay. So speaking of the the, la going last season to this season or whatever um, deal. um uh, Adrian Gonzalez specifically uh, was one. That's the uh, one. He
0: is the he is the only one who did the carryover
1: uh, yeah. season. So yeah. Uh, Jock Peterson. Jock did it in twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. Um, now it gets. I I can like sort of envision the list now. I'm trying to think of like that crazy Sean Green Homer Street. I don't remember. I'm just going to say Sean Green just because it was such a – well, he had like two years of it. But, like, yeah, Sean Green, I'm going to guess.
0: July of 2001, he did it in five straight games. So you're missing – Awesome. It it was the year before his
1: wild streak. Okay. um, Wow. Um, I think let's go with – let's go with Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp, yes. So you're now missing just one.
0: The most recent oh, one,
1: yeah, uh, and I, I'm having a. I'm just having some trouble thinking of it. Um, I have an night. Well, uh, let's go, Corey Seeger. No, not Corey Seeger. I'm gonna give you one more guess since
0: it's just, it's just you, since you. It's just one left. So,
1: oh yeah. Hmm. Um, let's. Is it? Um, the most recent one. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh Cody Bellinger. No, but you
0: had the right side of the bat uh, plate. It was Max Muncie in twenty nineteen.
1: Ah, nice. Okay. Good one.
0: Um, question number two. As you've noted several times, the Dodgers have led the league in runs every season since twenty seventeen, and uh, I'm sorry, runs against every season since twenty seventeen, and runs scored since twenty eighteen. Corresponding with that run differential. Uh, and they're currently doing it the same right now, although right now it's more runs runs per game and runs against per game because um, yeah. Cardinals have played more games. Um, do you think uh, this streak will continue through 2022? Or will one of these – or will they finally get topped in one of these categories uh, this season?
1: Yeah. The, so, yeah, the, it's weird because as we're recording this, there's still – there's like you said, they're still leading in runs per game. Like I, I think they're like right at five or something like that. But over the last like 28 games, they're exactly four runs a game. So they've been like not as good for a month. I do. I, that they had that much wiggle room to still lead. Um, wow. I, I'm, I'm more confident in the pitching staff, even though they're obviously missing some pieces. I think they just can have a, a quantity of folks. Um, I, I'm going to say yes. I think they and, and to the fact that the Yankees aren't in the National League, uh, I will nice. say that the <laughs> Dodgers the Dodgers will lead the National League in in both runs scored and fewest runs allowed. So yes,
0: it is a very contest. So I'm going to say that they finally get topped in runs scored. I think I think just I think that one. But I do think they will continue to the render in the, run, the runs against. Actually, they have a quite they have a quite a hefty lead on the Padres right now. I think it's like 40 runs.
1: So they, oh, wow. so
0: it's almost like it's almost like a half run a game right now for them. Or it is like a yeah. half run a game. So they're doing well there. Question number three. Since being tied for first in the ALS on May 14th, the Angels are 13 and 28, which is the second worst record in Major league Baseball. You know, they see they fired a manager, seen Anthony Rendon do nothing more than get suspended for being involved in a fight, being injured for the cast. rest of the year. Yeah. With a cast. They seem was. Shohei Tani, who's only making amazingly—I was surprised—he is five and a half million this year, even after an MVP um, year—is a free agent after next season. It doesn't seem possible that they could consider trading him; they would get the value back. But he—he is probably their one asset to maybe restock something. Do you you think they go that
1: way, or is just they just can't—you know—they just can't do that to, to try to improve? Right. I think. Wow. That would be something, especially, where with, the, it, especially
0: that, with the DH now. DH is universal now. I mean, now they have the universal DH, so
1: you know, it's not even like a question. Yeah, like he, he yeah so he has a bigger, bigger market, market, right? Like, yeah. um, I I think if if I if like Perry Manazian has like more sway than maybe other recent GMs did, like he would probably trade him. But I I think that's like where. Artie moreno would be like no we we can't we can't trade this guy even you know even though like it it could be the like you say the move that helps them like restock just like especially if they think they're not gonna resign him um but yeah I don't know like I I would say I would I would bet against them trading him just because of Artie moreno or and and to be fair like I think most owners would be that way like It'd be like we can't we can't get rid of this guy. He's like a marketing dream, you know that. Like, so yeah. I don't know. Although it does, it does raise
0: an interesting amount of money. Like, what do you pay him going forward? Do you keep him on this kind of like this dual thing? Right. And like, and what, what's it, what's it, what's his worth to you? And so that that's interesting. That's a lot of interesting things for them to do. But yeah, I was surprised on how much he got in a
1: in the arbier. Right? That seems, it, it seems it, a, well. It came it came <laughs> like after like just kind of mediocre. Like injury-riddled years, like you know, he signed a two-year mm-hmm. deal. Um Oh, is that, that oh is that a two-year deal? Okay, uh, that's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. So like it was like two years, eight something, eight and a half maybe, and um yeah, and it was more because you know, like he was he didn't pitch in like the end of like two of those years, and then sure. he was re- he was really bad in 2020, like hitting, like you know. Um, so, but there, so I think there was more question marks, but you're right. Like, yeah. What's the limit for this guy? Like his, his whole thing is like, is he going to be healthy? And he's like proven he can sort of take it on. And like, so I mean, like what's,
0: the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the arbitration record for a dual player, a dual right, player with yeah.
1: category? <laughs> yeah. They, I think do they, is it as simple as just going in and be like, well, Mookie got 27 million and so and so I can't even think of a pitcher but like so and so pitcher got 20 million so we're gonna file like forty seven million you know or whatever <laughs> right. like uh yeah so who who knows what that what that's gonna be maybe that that would be enough to to Party in interview like okay we we gotta we're, we like this guy but not this much but no I don't know um but i i, I would i would say he they just they wouldn't trade him just because they they would try to resign him but yeah like too, too popular, like marketing wise, to even, you know, even if it's the right baseball, and I don't even know if it's the right baseball, game. it's like the same we've we talked about, like Trout, like what it would take for a team to get him, um, would, would like prevent teams from actually trading for Trout, you know? Now, right. Otani's maybe not there. I mean, he probably, he, he's, he basically is, but like it's the same concept of like you what a team would have to give up to have fair value would be crushing to that team to like do it. So I don't know. Right.
0: Okay, question number four. Speaking about trades, um, real simple. Um, you, you spoke about, I think, earlier this week, the Dodgers pitching. Uh, do you think, you know, all those uh, three weeks from now, will the Dodgers make a deal before they all start break, And if so, would it be for a bullpen piece? Or what, what do you think they'll, they'll do? Or what do you think they'll do?
1: Yeah, so I, I was thinking about this. I, I think they, they need, like, everything, you know? <laughs> like, they need a hitter. They need they need a starter at least one, and then they need you know a bullpen piece or multiple bullpen pieces. But so I was thinking about the timing of it for the All Star break. Like, not that Miguel Vargas is like the the savior or anything, but like he's like the the most like like ready to contribute if they need to call up a guy. Then like almost I think any pitcher they have like
0: Pepeo's too
1: wild to like. Be like super effective right now, I think. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. So, I think they're they're less likely to panic on that end, or not panic, just rush. And especially, I think today, um, Dave Roberts was saying like, you know, they they do expect Mookie back before the All Star break, but maybe it's just posturing. But uh, may, so maybe they're thinking Look, we're going to get Mookie back, so we don't need to necessarily rush on that. Um, so, but I, I will I'm gonna go a little bit different on the answer and I will say both a starting pitcher and a reliever in the same trade so I think something like I, I haven't looked uh, at like who the Reds available relievers are but something like if they go and trade for Luis Castillo they also would get a reliever in the deal and so that that's something I could see them sort of doing to get a jump on the market um so yeah that that's I'll go with that
0: Question number five, um, real simple. Um, I know, I know, I, I, you know, I know about you and eggs in general. Yeah. Um, what, what's your feeling about them in breakfast vehicles? Would it be you know scrambled, like in a breakfast burrito, or like a, or like a egg McMuffin style egg in a breakfast sandwich. What's your take on those? And then, um, and does it ever dissuade you from buying some type of uh, breakfast thing because of the egg component?
1: yeah so i i I admit that my i i don't know why i just my my feelings on eggs are weird and i and i don't can't explain it like i only like them scrambled um i and when i so i part of this is like when i grew up um and really my sister my older sister was like i think the only one who made them like this my mom i don't think did this but she'd she'd make her eggs with cheese but it wasn't just like adding cheese to like a finished omelet which i actually think is fine she she would have like cheese in the um the beaten egg you know like she'd be and then and for some reason the texture always made me like gag it was just so and that was and i just never got over that so and and i just i've tried i've tried like poached eggs Eh, that's okay i don't like the runniness of the yolk i don't like any of that i could I guess you could do like fried egg, you know, but it, it is but the yolk has to be like completely done in that case. But you're and, but that's like essentially like scrambled at that point. Like if you're if you're cooking it that much, you know, maybe 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 it's a little overkill. But that said, for breakfast, uh, literally this morning, um, I went and got a um, um, a green chili pork and eggs um, breakfast burrito. At a local place, uh, so it has the green chili pork, uh, and then like the, you know, the green chili sauce and beans and scrambled eggs. That's that was excellent. That's always good. Any, I, I'm okay with breakfast burritos, like, but uh, you know, it's all scrambled eggs, so that that's fine. That's usually a good um, thing. The weird thing to me is like, so my go-to at McDonald's is usually none of the egg stuff. If I if I if I get an egg thing at McDonald's, it's either the little, um, the the sausage burritos they have, and although it's sort of an insult to call those sausage burritos because they're so like tiny and not like what you would think of an actual burrito, um, but is a is a bacon egg and cheese biscuit. Um, and I didn't realize this until like recently because so the bacon egg and cheese biscuit has the folded egg over it, and then the um, like the McMuffin style eggs are like in the little. I forget what you call it. It's like the, like a cookie cutter, right? That they, they like, yeah, yeah, got, got, it. like a mode.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, so that's, that's the, I I was, I read that like, that's, that's the freshest like scrambled egg thing they have. Um, That, that like egg McMuffin mold. And I, I would have guessed, I, I always assume texture wise that it was the folded egg. That was the like fresh one. So, occasionally i can handle oh so like if i my my go-to just for breakfast generally there is like a sausage mcmuffin with no egg so uh but i can i can occasionally handle like a sausage mcmuffin with egg and but like i don't know it's kind of it's kind of overkill at that point like
0: but yeah that's that's kind
1: of my main deal sorry
0: you prefer the mcmuffin just because of the um because of the um english muff as opposed to a sausage biscuit because of the biscuit is that uh
1: yes although i like i do the problem with i like their biscuits except it's it's not quite in and out fries level of unreliability but if you could really get a bad uh, biscuit and it's just it's terrible although when it's like hot and fluffy it's great um you know what's weird is like I I'm not really a breakfast person at Carl's because I don't their general menus like not as good. However, I've gotten like a bis I, like a biscuit there a couple times, and their biscuit has generally tended to be pretty consistently like hot and like you know uh, flaky basically. So it's it's been pretty good, but like just mostly yeah, like yeah. I, I'm an egg. I just like making like a scramble with i i it's like sort of making an omelet but I'm never good at like flipping the eggs so I just like throw it all together like you know with like veggies or ham or whatever at home and then I just make that but yeah but yeah just going out those are what I generally like what about you
0: no I think yeah I was just gonna say I think the first time it's funny you talked about how you grew up and how your sister put the put Cheese and in the, in the in like the egg as you know as it was cooking as opposed to waiting until it was done and folding it over. Um, I, I remember the first time I saw someone do that, and it makes sense in like a buffet line or something where where they like they take the ingredients um, and they and they as the egg screen, they put them just in the in the omelet as they as it's cooking just because it's just there and then they fold them. But it, it, was, it was surprising to me. Just I think one of the first times I saw them doing it doing. I said I guess that's an omelet I even back when yeah. we grew up and my grandfather would take us to IHOP and we'd get the cheese omelet there, which was just a photo, you know, big three egg photo thing with the cheese there. And that's how I imagine omelets being. And it wasn't, and, you know, and then like when I saw him, you know, putting the ingredients in the, in the omelet phone over, I said, eh, I guess that works. It's just, it just ends up cooking the, cooking the ingredients a little bit more. Um, no, I, I, I think the whole running egg on top of sandwich thing is kind of almost a separate category. I do like, um, I do think, in most vehicles, I prefer scrambled, probably just because of, I think it's just a more even even texture. I was gonna say, just to kind of finish this thing up, there's a local place right here, uh, of, you know, in a kind of um, nearby where I live called Lucy's uh, Drive-In, it's, it's, for those wondering, it's on the brand Pico, known as one of the more famous breakfast burritos, but for years, it's been there for years and years and years, and growing up, or even, uh, even my we, we knew just by numbers so we'd get like a a green 28 which i believe is just a green chili, green pork chili burrito just pork just the pork meat in the green sauce and nothing else and a 58 which would be fried so we'd say a green 28 and a 50 a green 28 and a 58 those are like that's all we needed to say at the, <laughs> as we drove in at the takeout to say yep um but but it's been but their breakfast real is pretty good normally i i will say this. normally I, I tend to get Sausage at takeouts in
1: some places, but also sometimes I get bacon. A lot of times I get sausage. So we had some technical difficulties. Uh, apparently, the podcast yeah. gods did not want us talking about eggs for that long. So uh, we <laughs> lost Craig. Uh, I apologize, but I do thank Craig for coming on. Uh, questions from Craig, always a popular segment. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>